Hey everyone, welcome back to One Hit Wanderer. My name's Evan, and today we've got a very special episode. Today we've got our first guest, Miss Olivia Hoxon. Hello, everybody. Yeah, so Olivia's my fiance, um, and today we decided because it's our first episode, we were going to do um, a song that means something to both of us, Hunger and Thirst by Typhoon. Go ahead and take check it out real quick. Okay, Olivia, so you are the first guest on yes. One Hit Wanderer. How do you feel right now? I feel excited. You feel excited? A little nervous. A little nervous? I'm like the first guest. There's a lot of pressure. I feel like there's a lot writing on this for it to go like really, really well. If this episode has the least amount of plays, we're just going to kill the show right yeah. here. So. Just like completely take it off every streaming platform. All right. Okay. Someone so, asked me recently, they were like, how can I listen to the, to the podcast? And I was like, any app that plays it's literally podcasts. It's literally anywhere. And I felt like an actual podcaster who says that on their podcast, like available everywhere. In case you guys can't tell, Olivia's major is PR. So she's it is. literally trying to I'm, sell the podcast I'm right truly now. thriving right now. <laughs> to, to, people who, to people who already listen to the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Go tell your friends, your mom, your neighbor, your, um, I don't know, Anybody. local local grocer. Tell anybody. Grocer? Cashier. Grocer. Cashier at a grocery. I mean, there's grocers somewhere. Yeah. Anyway. Make grocers. Make great grocers again. great again? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Um, my, would you add an R to the G? Yeah. Would it be Magra? Magra? No, we would, we'd create something completely new. Okay. Rebrand that completely. Cool. That'll be the next episode. Okay. Okay, cool. cool. So, um, my idea when we f- when I first started this show um, for the guests was for the guests to pick a song that they wanted to talk about. You guys hear enough about me talking about songs that I like. I thought it would be interesting to bring on um, other people with other perspectives and other music um, preferences to talk about their songs. And so, when I told when I was asked by Olivia if she could be a guest, <laughs> um, I said, you need to pick the song. And she had at least five options. And like four of them were by the same artist. This was like the only one that was like not by the same And I think of, of the five options that I heard, I liked this one the most. I think this one would have been the easiest to talk about for yeah, the two of us. for sure. Um, so the song Hunger and Thirst by Typhoon... Um, was released, just to give a little bit of background for everybody, it was on the album White Lighter. It was their third studio album as a band. Um, this one a little different than the others and included a lot more instrumentation in each one of the tracks. Um, released in 2013, um, a great year for music, apparently. I've, I've got a, a lot of songs from 2013. 2013 my... was... Oh, gosh, I don't even remember how old I was. Six years ago. Ooh. So you were 15. You weren't even driving yet. No. That's insane. I think I was like listening to very lame music in 2013. Except so. for this song, obviously. I did not know this song in 2013. All right. 100% didn't know it. Cool beans. <laughs> um, that piggybacks pretty well into to the first question I want to ask you, mm-hmm. and this is usually the thing I talk about the most on the show. When did you first hear this song? So I first heard this song um, actually around exactly three years ago. I was visiting my sister and brother-in-law and brother in Columbus, Ohio. And my sister was driving me back to, to campus, to Indiana Wesleyan, after a weekend there for Super Bowl. And I had just started talking to this guy from college. <laughs> and my sister was like, oh my gosh, like, 
my husband, when we were dating, we used to listen to this song, or he introduced me to this song when we got together for this band. And so she played me a few songs from White Lighter, and one of them was Hunger and Thirst. And so I took the song and went back to campus and told this guy that I was talking to. It's me. Yeah, it's Evan. <laughs> I was like, this song is so cool. This band is so great. Um, and you got pretty into it. You got into this band. <laughs> you really, like, took this and ran with it. So I took everything that I could get with <laughs> Olivia at the beginning and ran with it. I was so smitten. smitten. Yeah. Um, it's really funny to think about that because when I, I remember talking to you about this song and the way I understood it was that you had been listening to this song for like years. Yeah. It had but like literally been a day and it had literally <laughs> been like three days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I found out later that I found this out like pretty recently that Evan would play the <laughs> song outside yes. his dorm window he would blare it out his window in hopes that i would walk by and hear it things which didn't happen because i spent my freshman year in my dorm room things that you never expected the nation to hear on a podcast yeah about your life you're engaged to me now so that's true it It worked it worked even Even though though it didn't work work. (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah that's pretty much when i first heard this song um i i didn't really mention this in the intro um but it's kind of interesting to think back now having Super Bowl weekend is kind of like it's like pivotal the weekend. pivotal point in our relationship. I think um, every couple has like an album or a song where they listen to it and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this was like the beginning of this relationship." And, and for us this like is this that song, song is like the beginning. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. And it's it's funny to me to think back. I I'm not kidding. I thought you had been listening to this song for years. Mm-hmm. And so I jumped in wholeheartedly into this band purely for you. And then I fell in love with them myself. Yeah, and me. And you, yes. But the (laughs) the did the band come first? Probably the band. The band came first, I think, because I was I was really into this White Lighter album, and then I got into their other albums that are also equally good and also worth checking out. Yeah. Um, I'd say White Lighter is probably like. It's the more mainstream. Yeah, a little more mainstream. Yeah, got like more people from different areas. Yeah, they're two. The, I would say their first two albums are very. They're very Portlandia. Yeah. Like I feel like they they're very good for Portland. Yeah. And they're very good for everywhere. Yeah. But like they just. White Lighter is like a little more Midwest. Sure. <laughs> With the violins. With and the, the violins. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, when you first heard this song, what what did you what did it mean to you? Like when you, did you ever get like deep into the meaning of the song when you first started listening to it or? Um, not so much then, but I think since I've been thinking about being on this podcast and thinking through like the song, um, at the beginning, I think it's like the chorus, he's talking about, I could have been this, I could have been this, I could have been this. And I think Mm -hmm. at this point in my life, I've like committed to an industry slash field and there are like days when I think like wow, what if I had done this? Or, like, what if, like, I could go back and do this or do something different? Um, so right now, I think that's what it means to me. I think at the time when I first heard it, I was like, oh, this is, like, a really cool... I remember thinking I had never heard anything like Typhoon in my mm. life before. Mm-hmm. Like, a band that was, like, rock, but also, like, combined, like, strings and brass and, like, all those kinds of things. Um, 
But I think with some songs, that's kind of how you get hooked. You get hooked with like the melody and like the beat, and then the mm-hmm. lyrics kind of like the meaning follows that and it becomes more meaningful as the years go by. Um, but I remember like very distinctly thinking the end of the song with the instrumental strings was like very weird and eerie. Mm. And I liked that a lot when I first listened to it. You liked the weird part. Yeah. It really creeped me out. I remember listening to it, <coughs> driving back from Ohio back to Indiana at night mm. and being like very creeped out, but also very interested in like why it was so different. Cool. I think, excuse me, for me, for me, the song meant, first off, I mean, above all else, again, it meant an, an, an indoor to you. Yeah. Something to relate to you about. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the more I listen to it, um, I mean, honestly, every time I listen to this song, I have to listen to it all the way through because it makes me think of you. Yeah. Um, not trying to be <laughs> oh super cute. Whatever. But also, like, this song, just the, the, the vibe of, like, everything, and we'll talk about this a little bit when we break down the lyrics, everything about this song is what could have been. Yeah. Um, everything about this song is this could have, it could have been this way, and it's not. It's something else now. And mm-hmm. I think... It's when you bring up the weird ending, I think that's because it's weird and I think it's neutral. Like, I think it's like for your interpretation of if it could have been is better or worse. Mm. For me, it's what could have been is worse than what it is now. Part because of you. Right. But also because like where where we were at Mm -hmm. in our lives I would have been in a very different and probably negative place versus where I am now. And yeah. it's not just because of you. And right. she's making fun of me because I'm talking <laughs> with my hands when on Evan a podcast. When Evan talks, he like literally, and like he punctuates each syllable with his finger. And so I'm like mocking him right now. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. People's ears are going to hurt because you're clapping. Them I know. I think the microphone just peaked. I'm sorry about that, guys. Yeah. Um, no, I, I agree with what you're saying, though, for sure. I appreciate that. Thank you for agreeing with the host. You're welcome. I feel <laughs> you're, like I am like, you're a great obligated to do that. <laughs> you're not. I'm being paid. There's no contract. Is. Stop. She's not getting paid. That's not a sponsored ad. Stop. <laughs> 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 Brought to you by Geico. Um, okay. State Farm. Okay. So we kind of covered this a little bit. Listening to it now mm-hmm. and thinking about what it meant, like thinking about it then, are there changes? Like do you listen to it with a different vibe now? Versus, like, when you first listened to it? Yeah, I think when I first listened to it, like, going back to, like, this song is very connected to our relationship. I think I was very unsure Mm, (laughs) about, like, what was happening (laughs) between you and me. And this song is kind of like that. I think even in the lyrics and even in, like, the production, like, it just seems, like, very back and forth. Like, it's very, like, poppy and, like, big and exciting. But then there are moments where it's very, like, serious and a little, like, melancholy. Um... I think now I don't feel that uncertainty. Mm. I think I think I connect to it more as like like I was say, saying earlier like being an adult now and kind of like realizing like okay this is like the thing that I've chosen and being okay with that but also acknowledging like I could have taken yeah. other paths yeah. but being very like 
excited about what I'm doing now. Yeah. Um, but definitely that, that uncertainty versus certainty. Because I remember thinking, when I was driving in the car listening to this for the first time, thinking like, what is, what am I doing? <laughs> like, what? Who is this guy? You were was, a freshman. I was a freshman. I was like 18. Yeah. Like, this I didn't is a know deep anything. song for a freshman. Yeah. Yeah. But now I think it makes more sense to me. Yeah. If that makes any sense. But it makes more sense to me if that makes any sense. I think it makes sense. Okay, cool. I think we said sense too much, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we can edit that out, right? S E N S E. No, C E N T S. We're only talking about We're money. all about money here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think for me, I would I would agree it's it's interesting to l- listen to this song and look at it and think back to where I was at, I think for me, like the last episode, we, I talked about uh, Little Lion Man by Mumford and Sons. Mm-hmm. That's a great song. Great song. And with that one, it hit me while I was looking at it and looking at the notes and making the notes and everything for the show that I've had that song in my life for 10 years. And yeah. that's like, that's insane. That's an insane amount of time to constantly, I've listened to that song at least like once it at the very least once a month for 10 years. Yeah. And so like that song has meaning for me in in a way that not very many things in my life do. Mm-hmm. I don't have very many things that I've had for 10 years yeah. that were like my own. Right. Um and then there's and I think like I have a, a very similar feeling to this song. Only everything is very fresh about this song. It's mm-hmm. only been three years, um, and like, w- like, like I said, when I first heard it, the only thing that the song was for me was something to listen to to get myself acquainted with, <laughs> so that I could impress you. Yeah. <laughs> and like now, it's like I listen to it, and I'm like, dang! Like I listen to the song to like, not to, like, change my emotional state. Mm-hmm. for better or for worse, I listen to this song to remind myself that like it's okay to think about this stuff, but it's not okay to dwell on it. Yeah. And like, because you can't help but think about like what could have been. And it's not just us. Mm-hmm. I mean like, there was a, so there was a day to let everybody in. There was a day where <laughs> Olivia pretty much told me to back off. <laughs> and I deserved it. I wholeheartedly deserved it. Um, You're just like a little... I was a little, a little overeager. I was a little overeager. I was a little in the upfront. most in the most pure and gentle. It, it was way. adorable, yeah. but it was too much. Yeah. Um, as I speak for my for your feelings on the situation. <laughs> yeah, thank you for interpreting. My it was experience. it was bad. <laughs> it was rough, guys. I hey, it, anyway, it's okay. it worked. All that matters it worked. is that I don't I don't <laughs> even care because it worked. Yeah. But, um, like thinking about. Like, not even just us even starting to talk to each other, mm-hmm. but, like, thinking about that day. That was so early. Thinking about, like, all the times that we've had, not like, knockdown, drag-out fights. Yeah. Or, like, all of the incredibly great times that we've had mm-hmm. um, where it's been, like, where it's been, like, what, like, this point could very easily have a branch. There, there is a, there is another way this could have gone and it went this way for us. What happened, what would happen if it went this way? I also think that like a lot of times in life, whether you're in a relationship or a friendship or like anything, like you have like these tangible things that put things, put, puts everything in perspective. Mm. People have like photos or videos or books or albums and like for some people it's a song. So Mm -hmm. like wherever we are in our relationship, I think when I listen to this song, I'm like 18 again, 
Mm. I'm like very young and like unsure and like entering into this like exciting slash like weird slash like yeah. scary relationship. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it yeah. puts everything in perspective. Like I listen to that now and I'm like, wow, I'm like 21 now. Mm. I'm so different than I was when I listened to this song for the first time. You are so different than you were when I shared the song with you for the first time. Praise be. Yeah. <laughs> Praise be for that. <laughs> for both of us. All right. Episode's but, over, everybody. Thanks yeah, for listening. Thank you for coming. But you know what I mean, though? It's yeah. Like, oh, it yeah. definitely puts things in perspective. Yeah. It's, I, I, because I can't help but make a joke. I have a feeling that when we're older, we're going to be listening to this song a lot if it makes you feel like you were 18. <laughs> I know. Maybe like 81, like, put on Hunger and Thirst. And then play Hunger and I Thirst. I want to feel young again. <laughs> no. Our grandkids are like, this is the weirdest oh. song I've ever heard. Yeah. They're listening to like yeah. trash. Or the nursing room, nursing Nursing, nurse, nursing room. Nursing home. Everybody attendant. lives in one room. That's true. Nursing room. It's like a one room schoolhouse. It's yeah. a one room nursing oh. home. Ooh. 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 Yeah, really not big it's home. a big room. Um, okay, so now we're gonna kind of break into the we're gonna break into the breakdown. Break it down. Break it down. Evan was telling me the outline of the podcast earlier tonight in the car, and he was like, All right, I'm gonna say like we're gonna break it down. And he was like, I know you're gonna make some weird joke about it, like breaking it down. You didn't, which is good. I kinda did. You brought it up. I did. I did. <laughs> I couldn't stop you from this. Doing we're that. being very authentic here. We're not about like This is a very authentic song. Looking at the lyrics, so um <laughs> you're like, all right, let's move on. It's a deep song. I it mean, is a deep song. Yeah. I remember seeing, I mean, listening to it. I've grown in listening mm-hmm. to it and like listening to the meaning, f- listening for the meaning in it. Um, but like, I remember when we went and saw them. So we went and saw Typhoon in Chicago last Chicago. year. Yeah. January, 2018. It was at the Chicago theater mm-hmm. in downtown Chicago. Awesome venue. It was amazing. Super cool Super experience. Small, intimate. Couldn't tell you who opened for them. No. Oh no. The sunbathe. Sunbathers, sun tanner, something like that. Sun, yeah, I think I remember the sun. They're okay. We also almost died in our Uber on the way to that concert. We did. That's a story for a different podcast. That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Traveling with Evan and Olivia. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Traveling in the Midwest with Evan and Olivia. <laughs> oh, man, it was horrible. But, like, I remember, other than the, the, the two things that I remember vividly from that concert, other than the crazy amount of age diversity in the crowd, mm-hmm. was that when this song played, everyone felt it. Yeah. Like everyone was in it, everyone was moving the same. Mm-hmm. It was a very cool and like surreal experience. And like if you ever have the chance to see them live. Oh, not, highly recommend. Even if you don't really know them, like it'll just be a good time. They have two drummers and it blew my mind. Yeah. Like I remember one of them is like seven feet tall. One of them is amazingly tall. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's he, freaky tall. He's so yeah. big. Um, but like with like, it's so interesting because you and I have very different feelings about this song. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure everybody else in that room had very different feelings about this song. But we all are like, this yeah. song. That's like the, to me, that's like the most special part of going to a concert is that everyone has like, everyone's coming from different backgrounds, different religious, cultural, whatever backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And even though you each have a different interpretation of a song, you're still like partaking in this very unifying experience of like just jamming to the song that you love even though everyone has a different perspective and interpretation it's like everyone is excited together and that was one of those instances where like not everyone 
has the same story that we have, obviously, mm-hmm. attached to the song, but everyone thinks it's great and it's fun to dance to. Well, so Olivia just encapsulated the entirety of this podcast <laughs> right <laughs> there. It's yeah. pretty much why she, I wanted to make this. Yeah, so. right. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't pay her to say that, too. That's no. awesome. I didn't write it down or anything. You didn't. No. Um, I think, talking about the lyrics, though, I was reading the lyrics in the car tonight, and mm-hmm. one of the lines is, I can't lie, so I can't write. Okay. And I think that speaks, As a writer. As a writer, that speaks so much to me, because I have been, like, in a very deep writing, like, rut, where I feel like I can't mm-hmm. write. And I feel like it's because, I think a lot of writers feel like this, where you don't want to just, like, write anything. You want it to be authentic and genuine. And when you can't do that, and when you are writing just to, like, appease whatever you think is, like, trendy or, like, cool or whatever, mm-hmm. it feels very inauthentic, and it feels like you're lying yeah. to people who are reading it. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I think, I mean, like, looking a little bit on the interwebs and looking and, I mean, constantly listening to this song and thinking about, just tonight, like we've listened to it a couple times together. Mm-hmm. Um, tonight to this morning, whenever you're listening to this, um, it's it's interesting to like before the words even come in with the instrumentation at the beginning, where you get the the this, these really weird trumpet blares yeah. that are repeated, and then you the strings come in, so it's a, a couple violins at least. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a cello in there as well. Um, and the chord progression is just this beautiful, um, like, I don't even know, I don't even know how yeah. to describe it. I don't know. I wish I'm I not musically music technical enough. We're both like, uh, <laughs> let's just it. Yeah. yeah, no, but like, it is. Listen to the song. The, yeah, please <laughs> listen to the song. It's so yeah, good. It's so worth it. The chord progression there with the strings and then you get the guitar and it's so upbeat. It's so upbeat. And then you get the guy, come. you get um, Kyle. Kyle coming in and saying, I'm hoping for a song that will come to me when I'm asleep because I can't lie and so I can't write. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that you bring that writer's perspective in. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. And that whole idea of not wanting to be dishonest in what you're creating. Yeah. And like how you hear so much about how artists pour themselves out mm-hmm. in pieces and he doesn't want to lie about who he is. Yeah. If he wants to actually write, he wants it to be yeah. real. Yeah. Sure. That's it's super deep. I never I literally have never made that writer connection. Like well, there literally you go. in this moment with the microphone That's on. That's why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> All right. All right. That is why you're on this podcast. Yeah. Um, okay, so moving on, uh, the next couple of lines, eyes in the dark, and it occurred to me that I've spent my whole life starting over. Um, ooh, ooh, that's a good line. Yeah, that's really good. Tell me more. You're the you're the hostess with I the think, mostess. I think starting over is like a huge thing to do. Okay. When people say like, "Yeah, I'm moving to Seattle. I'm moving to Texas. I'm moving to Arizona. Indianapolis. Indianapolis to start over. Like, that's a huge thing. If you spend mm-hmm. your entire life starting over, that's exhausting. Like you're constantly doing. You're it. constantly remaking yourself, remaking your life. That's a lot of work. I really, when I first started getting into the meaning of this song, this was a line that I really latched on to because um, when I was in college, I did, I worked at a summer camp and there was a time, or from my freshman year of college to the end of my sophomore year, 
I was living out of the, I was basically living out of a suitcase. Mm-hmm. Like I was packing stuff up. I packed stuff up and I moved to college and I packed stuff up and put stuff at home, but I went to camp and then I left camp and went home and picked up all my stuff and went to college. And like, yeah. It wasn't starting over. I'm going to places that are familiar, but mm-hmm. it's like, it just felt like I never had a place to like root. Yeah. And so I was always into this line, mm-hmm. always into that line. Yeah. I think for us now, we're both kind of like starting over in a sense. Like you've mm. started over in Indy. I'm starting over in June, moving here and starting work. Like there's a lot of like we're anxiety. We're, yeah, we're getting married. Yeah. There's a lot of not bad anxiety, but just kind of this like lead up to this yeah. huge transition. Yeah. That's just like a big thing. For sure. To do consistent, like constantly over your lifetime. Um, so then this is where we get into the whole like what could have been section. Uh, Kyle sings. Oh, I love this section. Caught pining for the things that I could have been. Mm-hmm. I could have been. Um, and he, <laughs> listen, he lists gold digger, gunslinger, little bigger, my own ringer, and then he ends with pop singer. And he repeats pop singer three times. Um, so I, talk- love the, I love the little bigger part because he's actually really short. Yeah. Like, not Do you know really why short, he's really short? No. So I learned this after we had gone to their concert and uh-huh. from their newest album. There's a couple songs on there that he sings about this, and I looked it up. He had Lyme disease when he was a kid. Oh, interesting. I think it was Lyme disease, and it stunted his growth. Wow. And so I, I think for me, that's... I think that kind of speaks to like the gold digger gunslinger a little bigger, like in that section, yeah. mm-hmm. maybe even the my own ringer as well. It's very like it's almost stuff that he doesn't have any control over. Yeah. Like he can't control that he got Lyme that Lyme disease stunned his growth. Right. And so like I think it's like that just those four lines right there, he's just saying, I excuse me, I could have been in a different spot, mm-hmm. but I can't I can't be. Right. But then you get into the pop singer and he repeats that. What do you think the repeating means in it? Like, does that mean something to you that he repeated it a bunch of times? I think, like, it definitely, it definitely means something to him because he says it three him. times. Yeah. I think, like, he could have taken the easy, I don't know, the easy route. I think, I think pop singing slash songwriting for pop is a very different thing than what he does. What he does. Yeah. yeah. I think he could have been writing songs that felt like lying that weren't actually like being true to himself Mm. but he chose something different yeah I was thinking because of the PR thing you know how commercials always repeat things three times yeah like that's the sign that it's important yeah I was thinking you were gonna go all go all communications (laughs) like like PR lesson yeah I was trying to lead you but that's okay welcome to my TED talk (laughs) (laughs) hi this is how you become better yeah um and so right here, right after he sings Pop Singer three times, he just say it, he just says this one line, but what I am is the silence. And it's like in when you're listening to it, it's super upbeat until he says that. Yeah. It's like and then chilling. It just just dies. Yeah. Like the song just gets so and you're like, Oh, we're not dancing anymore. It's just like, oh, wait a second we're here. Crying in the um it was cool when we were at the concert because it was like you almost felt like everybody was anticipating that. Yeah. To come. That was yeah, super I remember cool. That. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone knew it was going to like fall silent. And I looked this up. Apparently that's a reference to Kanye. I did see that. And I don't I didn't know. Get it. I don't get it either. I don't listen to enough Kanye. Adam listens to enough Kanye. We should ask Adam. Yeah. My brother, our brother-in-law. Our, almost well, our brother-in-law. Almost our brother-in-law. Almost our brother-in-law. We're this weird phase where like, <laughs> we can't actually say that. But, <laughs> um, but like, I, I kind of think about, but what I am is the silence. Um, 
for me, and this may or may not be true for you, I'd love to hear what you have to say about it, mm-hmm. uh, what he isn't isn't important. So, like, I could he could have been a gold digger, gun singer, little bigger, own ringer, pop singer. Mm. But that doesn't matter. Right. And um, kind of going back to what we, with the themes we kind of get from Little Lion Man, there's no point in dwelling on what you're not. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think of, like... So he's like, I could have been this, I could have been this. What I am is the silence is one of the things that he wasn't like outwardly saying that he wanted to be. Mm, I okay. am the things that I was holding back that I was being silent about that I actually wanted to be. Oh, okay. Uh, I get yeah? it. I can, I can I see know. it. I can see it. I just can't I don't know if there's line. a right. I don't know either. Their well, stuff is Kyle. pretty open for interpretation. Yeah. I mean, at some point, you can believe none of the things we're saying and take yeah. your own. You <laughs> can probably message Titan. I think I have before. I think we have. I think you I did at the concert. I did. Yeah. yeah. They didn't, didn't respond, which they is They didn't fine. respond. That's okay. They're famous. They don't have time they for are. us. I sometimes message like random celebrities like on their <laughs> Instagram stories. I'm like, I don't know. I once invited a college football coach to my graduation open house. Really? So, yeah. It was Notre Dame. I was thinking we can invite Beyonce and Jay-Z to our wedding. I think we should. Yeah. I honestly think we should invite as many famous people as we can just to see what happens. One of our really close friends told us to invite a bunch of like really rich people to our <laughs> wedding and like a few like, like a handful of them will like tell their agents to just like send us money. I don't know if that's actually like real, but I, it's I not mean, it's, it's not it's not worth, worth the try. It's worth a try. It isn't what you aren't. What you aren't isn't important. True. It all connects back. Doesn't connect. No at tangents all. here. Um, oh, it's all tangents. That's okay. <laughs> um, episode yet. We're, we're gonna have to edit it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. We're not gonna edit it. Um, the other. So then, right here between it's it's like broken up into verses, even though there isn't really a chorus or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, if anything, the chorus is the instrumentation, and the instrumentation yeah. here, like we said, um, it's very mellow. It's very. Uh, an electric guitar comes in and plays a very similar progression to um, what the strings were playing earlier on. Uh, it's a little riffy, but it's very just like, it's kind of bluesy, you know? Yeah. That's what, I think that's what kind of helps it kind of mellow out. And then you get amazing female vocals by, we don't, I don't know her oh, name, I'm sorry. Shoot. We should have looked that up, I guess, before the... I'm going to look it up. Okay, she's going to look it up. We need to know her name. We yeah, we do. Call her, like, she definitely because she also plays some violin. She played violin yeah, at the concert. It's a very talented musician. All of these people are very. This band is full of very talented musicians. Um, um go ahead. Oh, uh, there's it. two. There's two women. Two Shannon women. Steele or Jen Huffnagel. Okay, I think we heard Shannon live. Is bitchy Betty her? What? No. I don't know. What was it? What you can't just say that and then like be done. Well, like the second result is bitchy Betty. A female voice is heard on. Oh, this is definitely not. I don't think that's no, the right a, typhoon. It's a completely different thing. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Shannon, so there were I two. Shan- I think it's Shannon. We think it's Shannon. Okay. Yeah. I don't know who, who we heard live. I, I remember them giving a shout out to the other. I remember them giving a shout out saying we she's not here but she is here. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that. I remember that. Yes. Okay, cool. I do. Um, but anyway, the female vocals here are really cool. So the lyrics are, um, I crawled into the spotlight, cleared my th- throat, and I closed my eyes. I sang a song that I didn't like. I sang a song that I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Go. 
Do you have something to say there? Or? No. Oh, I thought you were just... Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, basically, what I could find and what I've kind of thought through this is it's like putting yourself out there and doing something you don't want to do to please everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is like kind of the opposite of that, what could have been. I could have been my own thing, but instead I was something for everybody else. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure everybody's experienced a mo- at least one moment, hopefully not an entire lifetime. Yeah. But it, everybody's experienced at least one moment of being that, of going out into the spotlight with your eyes closed and just going mm-hmm. for it. Yeah. Um, and, and not in a good way. For sure. Like it's not, it's not, you're, you're risking and you're destroying yourself. Yeah. And being very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Setting yourself up. Yeah, for sure. Um, I sing a song that I didn't like. Uh, the next part, and I was left in the long night. I hope to God that I wouldn't die before I gave it an honest try. Now I try and I try and I try. I I don't I, I don't know. You don't know. No. What do you mean you don't know? I just some of their lyrics are just like so. It's meta. It's very meta. It's very deep. They're okay. Their newest album. What's it called? Uh, I can Ro- look it up Roars? real quick. No, Rorschach is oh. one of the oh. songs. Offerings. Offerings. Like the trippiest. It's incredible. Album good. I've ever listened. It's really good. Very yeah. trippy though. Like yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Um, but this like this is this is very also I think autobiographical, whereas Offerings, their newest album, is like based on a fictional story. And it's also very autobiographical, though. I think I think Kyle Morton it does a lot of the songwriting, and yeah. I think he he does a a lot of pouring, like taking his own life and taking yeah. his own experiences and right. saying we're gonna we're gonna throw this in this song, right? And he doesn't force it. Yeah. Like I think he does just enough and says we're gonna make this work, and it's relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not just like oh I had like like. You can't just sing a song that's like, I had Lyme disease. Like, you can't do that because not everybody's going <laughs> to relate to it. I wish he would write a song like that. Oh, my goodness. It would go against everything that he stands for. Can, can I want, it be I a want banjo? You, no, I'm I not going to do it. you to write a song about Special that. episode. We'll figure it out. Okay. Um, we'll get Stephen Carpenter in here. He can play guitar for it. And I'll play Cajon and we'll get it going. Oh, my gosh. What a party that would be. That would be so bad. Um, Stephen, if you're listening to this. He, he might be. I don't know. Hi, Steven. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Steven's a good friend. We mean it in love and compassion. All the love. Only to Kathleen, though. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the next little section here. To recall a little white light, put me back in the right mind. I dig a hole and see what I can find. I dig a hole and see what I can find. Um, there isn't, this is just all imagery of like putting away that real self. I think like you dig a hole and see what you can find. Um, but then you got to put something back in the hole. Like you can't just leave a hole. It's problematic for yeah. people that walk by, you know? <laughs> and so like, um, I, I think then when you get to the next line, I, I've been burying my whole life. Like that is the part to me that is like the, bing, 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 there's bing, a lot bing. of like talk of his entire life in this song, which I think yeah. is interesting. Yeah. I, I think, it's almost like this up until this point, he's been one way and now he's like, all right, I'm done doing this for my whole life. I want to change. I want to do something yeah. different. He, it, it would be interesting to know like where he was in his life when he was writing this album and this song. I like to think, I like to think a little bit more separated and say like, where are they trying? 
where is the writer of the song trying to place who you think the narrator is? Mm. So maybe the narrator is always Kyle Morton, but I don't think it's always that way. Because I think... Because not every... Like we always say in my writing classes or like literature, people say like mm-hmm. the writer of this of the poem isn't necessarily the narrator. Or yeah. the narrator isn't necessarily the author. I got so you. So you can't okay. assume that they're the same. Yeah. So I agree with you. You can't assume that this is like... His. It, it, I think it's it's very okay that yeah. you do that. I don't think you're wrong for, sure. for doing that, but I think... But you can't just, like, group them together. Yeah, like, especially in this section, I think this is the part that's the they're trying to allow you to be the most relatable in this line, where it says, I've been burying my whole life. Like, somebody who really relates to this section about crawling out of the light with their eyes closed is really going to relate, is really going to feel it, when it's the realization that I've been burying my whole life. Right. Like digging a hole and putting my life in the hole and then covering it up. Yeah. That's what burying is. Um, <laughs> uh, beneath the lie that it looks like, beneath the song that I didn't write, beneath the song that I didn't write. So like burying your life beneath the lie, mm-hmm. you know? that. Yeah, I, and, and again, it's just like this continued idea of like, like lying and like yeah. not being true to oneself. Yeah, for sure. Which I didn't realize until just now. Like this Boy, podcast. Oh. Yeah. How do you like, f- how do you feel about this song with that in mind? I think it makes me have a different perspective on the narrator. Okay. And like what they're going through. Yeah. Okay. I think it I think it makes the song more human. Yeah. I think I also think it's interesting that they bring back up this the idea of the song, like writing writing a song, um, and like performing that song, and then beneath the song that I didn't write, so beneath the the thing that I did that isn't really me, yeah, because I can't lie, so I'm not going to write a song. So somehow a song comes up, and mm-hmm. and that song serves as the cover of the burial of the life. Like I think that's kind of that imagery there. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, thinking, thinking about people that, thinking about times where I've buried who I am for some whatever reason, mm-hmm. um, like that happening that way is very sad when you realize that it's happened. Yeah. Very hard to, it's, it's very hard to give up what you're going for or like what your dream is but then it's even harder when you realize that you've actually like it's done yeah um mm-hmm. and I think that uh even in I think that's evident when they again repeat that I crawled into the spotlight and in my state I was a sorry sight I seen a song till I get it right I seen a song till I get it right um yeah that's yeah it's like super, this idea of like go ahead like failing n- lying and like trying to undo that, like getting it, trying to get it right, trying to like mm. correct that wrong, yeah. trying to right right that wrong, yeah, which is like a very everybody tries that, yeah, like thing. very, yeah. but like also like a really hard thing to do. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I think in like right here to kind of cl- clean up the breakdown, time kind of finish it off at the end of the song. Um, there's just instruments. And it's just amazing. Well, I told Evan in the car tonight, whenever I hear the end of the song, I think it belongs on some, like, BBC crime show. <laughs> like, 
like either like the opening credits of like overlooking like Law a sea like sea cliffs or something. Yeah, Law order like, like Broadchurch or like oh. some unknown like indie BBC crime show. I got you. Um, but it just like gives me those vibes of like a body was found on the beach. Yeah, I'm basically describing the plot to Broadchurch right now. Don't but talk about it. People might not have seen it. You know from the trailer. This is what happens. Anyway, oh. watch Broadchurch. Let me know. This you know, isn't a broad. This isn't know. a broad church podcast. This is also actually people sponsored. can follow us on Instagram so they can communicate to us through there. They could follow me at Olivia at Olivia Hoxson. I'll tag her. Spelled with a J. Um, <laughs> you don't have to follow me. I'm, I don't post that much. Anyway, I this definitely reminds me of like that kind of yeah. weird, like eerie, weird. Yeah. Not weird. Weird is a weird, a lame word to use. But weird is a weird word. Weird. <laughs> oh, captain, my captain. It is like midnight. Right now, so. <laughs> is it really? I yeah, don't know. It's like close to midnight. We're having fun. Yeah. Um, the instrumentation here is just incredible to me. Yeah. So there's trump- it just, the it trumpet totally, players come back. Yeah. Um, it totally shifts. Like there's so many there's so many shifts in this song. Yeah, it's really interesting to me, and we were talking about this in the car a little bit. Um, that they bring the trumpet blares back to kind of loop it all together, but then also what the trumpet blares do is is say to you, the listener, you the things that we were talking about at the beginning when it was really upbeat are still here, hmm. and like. Um, even though they're different, like that idea needs to be brought through. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of that reminder there. I, um, if you've listened to it yet, if you haven't, please listen to it. The, the drumming. If you haven't listened to it yet, what are you doing? The dr- yeah, stop listening now. <laughs> yeah. Why are you listening to us ramble? You should have stopped listening. To. Yeah, you should have stopped listening yeah. half an hour ago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's a drum part. Literally every time I listen to this drum part, I drum it. Mm-hmm. Like I tap it on the car, I tap it on the table, whatever. Yeah. Like it's it's just like a, it's so awesome. The rhythm is amazing. You tap everything though, so. <laughs> I do. I constantly drum on things. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, the electric guitar is there. It's it just rocks. Like I remember during the concert, like this was the part that everybody was like, mm-hmm. like just like it almost it was a rock concert. It wasn't an indie band alternative concert. It was a rock concert. Yeah. Um, and then the drums kept come back in and, and it's over mm-hmm. and you get the trumpet blares a little bit, but they echo out and fade out. Um, it's a great song technically. Um, yeah. like, like you said, it shifts so much mm-hmm. from the beginning where it's very upbeat yeah. to the, to the, to the middle. It the almost feels like three or four songs that are separate, but then they're put together and somehow they kind of like flow seamlessly yeah. together. And it's only a five minute and twenty two second track. Yeah, it's not the longest song. That I've is not to. the longest song at all. Yeah, like Bohemian Rhapsody is longer and mm-hmm. shifts almost. I would say there are two and a half shifts in Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, and it's like eight minutes or seven minutes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are longer songs that shift more that don't hold together as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Not that Bohemian Rhapsody doesn't hold together well, but... <laughs> How dare you? I know, I'm <laughs> so sorry. Um, did you have anything else to talk about with this one? This was um, your song. This was my song. I love Kyle's voice. I love his voice. Yeah. He's kind of like, at certain points, it's like he's talking, but also singing at the same time, yeah. which I think is like really hard to pull off. He like definitely some, wrote it. Like, you know he wrote yeah, it. Yeah, but, like, some pop singers, like, try to pull that off. I'm trying to think of, like, who. 
I don't want to say a name because I don't want to offend anybody. No, I don't think this will offend anybody. I think everyone's on the same page about this. Taylor Swift tries to do this, and, like, it doesn't work. She can't talk and sing at the same time. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry, no, T-Swift right. fans. You're not wrong. But Reputation was a rough album. Can we talk about that for a solid 10 seconds? It was a rough album. Okay, cool. 19, Moving on. 1989 was, was the best was, album. No, it was not. Red was the best album. Okay. Lyrically. It doesn't matter. Lyric, okay. But I love Kyle's voice. Yeah. Um, I wrote in my notes, I would have accepted concert tickets to Typhoon and placed an engagement ring, question mark. <laughs> wow. I know. That was all it would have you taken? You could have saved like a bunch of money, dude. Oh, I don't um, know about that. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. I think also we didn't really mention this, but... Never mind. What? Go for it. This is like doesn't make sense to put right here. But I Do just it. wrote that, like, like we were saying in the car, that music is such a big part of our relationship. Oh, and yeah. I think I wouldn't love this song as much as I do without that, like, history. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. this is a great song. And I think it you can listen song. to it without... You don't you, you don't need a love story yeah. to, like, love and, it. And this is a really weird song to have connected to it your relationship. Weird. Like, after have, talking about it for yeah. almost an hour, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why is it our is relationship... Like, you're so... Yeah. I feel like this is a problem, but it's not. We've been talking about how, like, not. dysfunctional this person is. It is. I mean, but... Is. But I, I think, to me, like I said, the song ends so neutral. Yeah. You could go one way, you could go the other. Mm-hmm. And you can choose to go positive. Your your choice goes positive, your choice goes negative. And, and the choice of, of continuing to pursue you mm-hmm. was positive and like if I had listened to you if I well not just you <laughs> you weren't you weren't constantly saying no to me it was <laughs> it was like but like if I had if I had just decided to give up mm-hmm. it would have been negative you know and yeah. so like knowing like this song serves as like the kind of like the reminder of like mm-hmm. hey you were at this fork you know yeah um, it's not like a monster. Just like you're not a monster. Like I'm sorry. You. You're not a monster. No, I know. I, know. I definitely deserved it. So no, I kind of deserved little, it. I was a little harsh. Yeah, but I deserved it. Yeah. Um, different story for a different podcast. Not any podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> like I never want anyone knowing this. Anyway, it's been a pleasure. It's been so great, Miss Hoxson. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Um, even though I didn't have a choice. I'm kidding. No, I've been inviting myself onto this podcast since we've April. Been, we've so. been, yeah, since the last time this podcast existed, we've been talking yeah. about doing an episode together. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, uh, it was great. It was great. Um, yeah. Not that, like, this podcast is, like, based in Indy, but I'll be in Indy in June, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll have to figure out a time mm-hmm. that you and I can hang out sometime. Talk yeah. more about music. We you know? should. We should. Yeah. Let's do it again. Great okay. to meet you. Great to meet you as well. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Um... As always, guys, I appreciate you uh, checking us out and listening. Um, Olivia is the first of many guests that we're going to have on the show. Um, I'll probably come back. She'll probably be back around for a couple of episodes. We've got plenty of music. She had five options for tonight. So I did. That whittles us down to four, at least four more episodes with Olivia. Mm-hmm. Um, she'll probably be around a lot once we get married, too. So. <laughs> You'll be like the backup guest. I'm actually you know? gonna start my own podcast called um, One Hit Wonderer. I'm gonna turn the microphone. Off. <laughs> I can do that. So go subscribe. Oh Available on all streaming platforms. Whatever. You don't even know how to do that. No, I don't. Ah! I wish I did. It's just an app. It's okay. I can show all you all streaming apps. 
No, like you can like Anchor. It's called Anchor. It's a great platform to listen to podcasts. You should check it out. Mm. Not sponsored, but hashtag ad. Hashtag ad. Hashtag ad. Um, Go watch Fire Festival documentary. Oh my goodness. Yeah, real quick. Check out the Fire Festival. No, we can't talk about it on this podcast. This isn't the place. But you guys should definitely check out the Fire Festival. Hashtag Fire Festival um, documentary. It's very, it's mind bendingly good. Yeah. Um, Evan was like very skeptical about it, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, let's watch it!" I watched the whole thing pretty much nonstop. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm trying to wrap up the show here. Sorry, I'm like derailing this. No, podcast. you're good. You're 48 good. minutes. Uh, if you guys enjoyed this episode, feel free, um, or if you didn't enjoy this episode, <laughs> feel free to leave a review, rate us, please, on iTunes. Uh, if you're listening there, um, that's pretty much how podcasts get started. And I'd love to keep this thing going. Like I said. Um, I enjoy talking with you guys about music. I enjoy hearing other people's perspectives on songs that they've liked um, for a really long time or for only three years. And um, I look forward to where this show leads in the future. Again, I appreciate you guys joining me on this journey. And uh, we'll see you again real soon. Have a good one.